Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Asia-Pacific markets are trading largely higher this morning on the back of gains in the United States overnight and ahead of the release of some key inflation figures in the States this evening. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. You're with me on a special solo edition of Market View. The big question on investors' minds this week are, can the U.S. avoid a recession? Will the consumer price data due out tonight indicating that inflation, will it point to the fact that inflation is slowing down? And how will the U.S. Federal Reserve interpret these numbers? Will it lead the Fed to raise rates by half a percent or a quarter of a percent at its next meeting in February? The answer to that last question may go a long way towards answering the first question, can the U.S. avoid a recession? Because higher rates will slow the economy, possibly by too much. At the moment, investors are betting that inflation is cooling. Stocks on Wall Street rallied overnight. The Nasdaq jumped 1.7%. The S&P 500 rose 1.25%. The Dow finished higher as well. As a result, some analysts think that the markets may have already priced in good inflation numbers, which could lead them to sell off once the news is official. Either way, traders across the globe will be glued to their screens at 9.30pm this evening because that's when the latest consumer price index will be released. Actually, many will be watching trading closely before those numbers hit because of what occurred last month. In December, in the 60 seconds before the data drop, something odd happened. Trading volume in the 10-year Treasury futures soared. It was three times higher than normal. No one has been able to explain what happened, what went on, and speculation remains that the spike was caused by a hack or a leak. U.S. government officials say that did not happen, but stay tuned tonight around 9.29 p.m. precisely to see if that spike in trading is repeated. Looking forward, investors also have their eyes on corporate earnings, especially those of banks due out on Friday. Investors fear that banks are headed for a rough year, despite the fact that many of the latest numbers are actually quite good. Rising interest rates have increased bank margins and are more likely to lead to record net interest income. Analysts expect the U.S.'s four largest banks, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup and Wells Fargo, have pulled in nearly $60 billion U.S dollars in interest last quarter. Analysts say, though, that this trend is set to plateau. Meanwhile, banks are expected to set aside more provisions for bad debts and their merger and acquisition desks are slowing down. This is leading Goldman Sachs and other financial institutions to lay off workers. BlackRock is reportedly dismissing 500 people or about 2.5% of its global workforce. And Goldman Sachs is retrenching some 3,200 employees, the largest layoffs by the bank since the 2008 financial crisis. Goldman Sachs is also cutting back on spending, and it is possible that even CEO David Solomon's use of that private Gulfstream jet could be on the chopping block. Goldman Sachs shares are in positive territory since the start of the year, up about 5.5%. Stay tuned to see whether this trend continues and whether investors applaud the bank's cost-cutting measures. Thousands of flights across the United States were cancelled or delayed overnight after a computer system that offers safety information to pilots failed. 
Some planes were grounded for hours. Nightmare situation, don't you think? The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration says it appears that the outage was, quote, due to a damaged database file. Now, while travelers were not happy who wants to sit on the tarmac, grounded for hours, investors took the news in their stride. Shares of United Airlines closed up by more than 4% overnight. Delta and American Airlines finished higher as well. Now, before we get to up or down the game where I mention an item or a company, I want to give you an update because three of the companies that we talked about on the show yesterday in the morning went on to make further news during the course of the day. So it's pat on the back time. First off, we highlighted that French luxury brand LVMH. Uh, We talked about it as a good way to play the European markets, which are so far outperforming the U.S. this year. LVMH is run by Bernard Arnault, who surpassed Elon Musk this year to take the title of the world's richest person. Arnault announced a management shakeup yesterday, promoting his daughter Delphine to run the company's second largest brand, Dior. Arnault, who is 73, promoted his eldest son to a senior role in the group, holding company last month. Now, what some people might call nepotism, others call succession planning. And the markets? Well, the markets like it. LVMH shares rose 2.5% yesterday. They are up 25% over the past three months. By the way, do you know what LVMH stands for? Think about it. LVMH is the world's largest luxury group by sales and its acronym links back to several of its major brands. So think handbags, think champagne, think brandy. Have you come up with the answer? If you said Louis Vuitton, Moe, Hennessy, you are so correct. And now you have a great conversation starter the next time you're at a cocktail. You know what LVMH stands for. All right, next up we have Yang Zichang Shipbuilding. Now, you'll remember that I gave this an up yesterday following a ratings upgrade by UOB Hien, which thinks that the shipbuilder could soon double its dividend payouts. Well, the markets applauded this news yesterday as well. Yang Zichang Shipbuilding was the top performer among Singapore's blue chip companies as it chalked up a 3.4% gain. Finally, let's take a look at Singpost in our 2023 Stocks to Watch segment. And uh, it's been diversifying its holdings most notably by buying a stake in the Australian logistics provider FMH. As a result, logistics is Singpost's most profitable business stream, and it turns out Singpost wants to double down on logistics and increase its stake in FMH to 88%, which in turn should lead the way to a full privatization of the Australian logistics company. So Singpost has the cash on hand to pay for this acquisition outright. Investors are taking a wait-and-see approach to this piece of news. Singapore shares fell 1%, not quite 2%, yesterday to $0.52 cents per share. All right, it is now time to move from our recap of Up or Down. Look at those items that actually went on to make the news after we talked about them. LVMH, Yang Zichang, Singpost. Now let's move on to Up or Down, the solo edition. 
today's edition, I should say. I name an item in the news and we all figure out whether it's moving up or down, all right? And you can play along at home. So let's start with the European pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca. First up, the bad news. U.S. regulators say AstraZeneca's COVID-19 antibody drug is likely ineffective against the latest new variant, XBB 1.5. This new variant accounts for at least a quarter of new COVID-19 cases in the U.S., So not good, but AstraZeneca does have several pieces of positive news. Regulators have approved its new treatment for people with asthma. The drug, which is administered through an inhaler, is called a Supra. AstraZeneca has also announced a mega deal worth some 1.8 billion U.S. dollars. This to acquire a company over in the U.S. They're called Syncor. Both syllables spelt with a C, Syncor. And they focus on renal and cardiovascular therapies. So AstraZeneca diversifies its business and the stock in my eyes looks like it's heading up. And investors seem to agree AstraZeneca shares are up 28% over the past three months. Next up, let's look at PC sales. So what do you think? Did these rise or fall during the last quarter of the year? I know I did my part. My last laptop was falling to bits. So, you know, I had to get a new one sent my way. But it seems that a lot of consumers decided against upgrading. Most PC manufacturers, including Dell, HP and Lenovo, they are reporting drops in shipments of nearly 30% or more. So that is definitely a down. There is an exception to the trend, though, and guess who it is? You got it. It's Apple. Shipments of Apple computers were only marginally lower during the last quarter of the year. I guess my purchase helped them out. Our third up or down entry this morning is Levi Strauss. Now, when was the last time you bought a new pair of jeans and how much did that send you back, set you back by? Well, apparently demand for denim is down, particularly if you look at back to school sales in the U.S. Both Abercrombie and Fitch and American Eager Outfitters are reporting lower denim sales. And this has led Citigroup to downgrade Levi's shares to a neutral, which in turn prompted a sell-off of Levi Strauss shares overnight. They fell nearly 2%. Levi Strauss shares still in the green since the beginning of the year, but they are down by more than 25% over the past 12 months. Now, you're with Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Warm welcome to this morning's edition. Over the past week, we've been looking at local stocks to watch in the year ahead based on the Business Times list. And you can check out these discussions in our podcast that you can find on Spotify and audio. And the playlist you want is Your Money with Michelle Martin. So far, we've talked about Semcorp Marine, Singapore Airlines, and SingPost. Today, let's turn to another S company on BT's 2023 watch list, Singapore Airport Terminal Services, which is more commonly known as SATS. A little over three months ago, SATS announced a billion US dollar acquisition that, if approved, will make it the world's largest air cargo handler. Investors panned the deal amid concerns that SATS was biting off more than it could chew. In particular, the markets didn't like how much debt that 
SATs would need to take on to fund its purchase of worldwide flight services. SATs shares have tumbled by more than 30% since the deal was announced and the company has lost more than a billion dollars of market cap. However, with air travel still rebounding, has SATs fallen too far? Analysts at Philips Securities, UOBK Hien, CLSA and CGSCIMB have all issued buy ratings for SATs. Neil Sinner at CLSA is the most bullish of the lot and he's set a target price of SATs of $5 a share. And if he's right, that will translate into a gain of more than 75%. One last note before we go. Now, yesterday I talked about the launch of Prince Harry's new book, Spare. You can go listen to that in my edition of Read. Well, the controversial autobiography, which reveals all sorts of tensions between Harry and his brother, the heir, William, has become the UK's fastest-selling non-fiction book ever. Some 400,000 copies of the book were purchased on its first day of sale. And I shared with you in my edition of Read yesterday just how many copies were sold at one of the largest book chains here in Singapore. That was about 80, I think. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.